Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Well, the House of Representatives is in a mess. Leave it to the Republicans, a party that wants to take race relations, gender status, and labor laws back to before the Civil War, not be able to elect the Speaker of the House, and thus not be able to do literally anything. Leave it to this Republican Party to shit the bed when we have a month until the government shuts down, Ukraine needs money. The Middle East is about to immolate, and the gears that make our nation's capital run and crank out policies are at a standstill, meaning yet this is still the best possible outcome for this country. (laughs) Steve Scalise announced he would step aside as a candidate for Speaker of the House. Imagine being a party that's so racist that you look at a guy who compared himself to the guy who once led the Ku Klux Klan and think, "Mm, he's not quite what we're looking for. (laughs) Steve Scalise was discarded by the Republican conference so fast 
that when he was shot years ago, his colleagues thought he was at a school. (laughs) (laughs) You won't hear that on Pod Save America. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Jordan initially decided he was not going to stand for speaker before he changed his mind and decided to run again. That's historic in that that's the first time he abandoned something that had nothing to do with a sexual abuse victim. (laughs) Given his history as a wrestling coach, Jim Jordan's first bill, should he become speaker, will be to mandate all EBT recipients fight in the octagon for a package of ramen. In most workplaces with this level of frustration, your coworkers would be quitting en masse. That won't happen because if just a few Republicans leave, then the Democrats technically will be in the majority. And then Hakeem Jeffries will be elected speaker. And Republicans will do anything to stop another brown person from being in the presidential line of succession. (laughs) This is fitting that given Jim Jordan's collusion with Donald Trump following the 2020 election, it's karma that Democrats are blocking a certified win for Jim Jordan. Colorado Congressman Ken Buck said he would only support a speaker who acknowledged that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Jim Jordan was, of course, endorsed by Donald Trump. So maybe he's afraid that if he agrees to Ken Buck's condition, it would be like looking into the Ark of the Covenant and having his face melt and implode, which is another thing Jim Jordan would have in common with the Nazis and Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) Louisiana elected Jeff Landry, a hard right oil executive and climate change denier as its new governor over the weekend. Given Louisiana has a history that includes Hurricane Katrina, one of the biggest climate disasters in modern American history, and the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, one of the biggest ecological disasters in modern American history, Louisiana has finally surpassed Maryland as the most self-masochistic state. (laughs) The Baltimore Ravens played a game in London this past weekend. It must have been weird for Ravens fans to go to a game in a country where no one hanging around the stadium was heavily armed. (laughs) And now on with the show, please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, and Chip Jones. Hey, Tom. Jeff, Gina, Chip, welcome back. Chip, great to have you back again. Yeah, it's been a while. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, what have have you been up to lately? You know, not much of anything. You know, I've been doing, you know, I'm on a a WPFW Pacifica, uh affiliated stations so i've been doing some stuff there mostly uh obituaries or small pieces about comedians or jazz artists but uh haven't been doing much stand-up you know so nothing i guess is what you'd say i've been doing nothing if it's not stand-up <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> what a wonderfully upbeat intro right. <laughs> yeah the obits i mean <laughs> well i got my uh I got my recently updated uh, COVID booster and it's, it just dawns on me because I think like part of me thinks to myself, like, why am I doing this? Because with everything going on, it's like, I'm basically, because we have like the various strains of the flu. We have this new variant of COVID. Like I think RSV might be making a comeback. So Mm -hmm. at this point, like why bother getting the vaccine when I'm basically rooting for the disease to win? (laughs) so you you can defend yourself tom you know that's right so you're getting it you could be the sole survivor yes you're getting it because there's so many idiots out there uh, some of them will listen listen to this show and (laughs) and uh you'll be able to bounce back 
quicker. I know somebody who who's had five shots, went went to went on a flight, went to a wedding, came back with COVID. Within five days, he was perfectly healthy. So you're playing defense. By the way, don't come to the Tom Myers podcast for science uh, information. Yeah. <laughs> and don't call our listeners idiots. That's Nobody right. calls my listeners idiots. Yeah, I've had five. Except shots. me. I'm Except still me. a unicorn. I've never had it. So. Never had I'm, it. I've never had it, and I've had five shots. So I'm gonna get the sixth, and we'll just see. I think I know. I'm just a little bit of a unicorn, and so are my girls. Neither one of them have had it. It's so weird. Well, wow, I've had it twice. So. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't know if I've just got a weird gene or just because I definitely have been around people. Like, I was around my boyfriend and he had it and I didn't get it. A weird gene or a weird Gina? I mean, it's the same. <laughs> Jim Jordan may eventually become speaker one day and be the worst person to lead a party since George Donner. <laughs> But could the Republican Party get any worse? Let's find out. Joining us tonight to discuss the current state of the Republican Party, please welcome Nicole Blessing. Hey. Thank you. Hey. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about the modern uh, Republican Party? Well, the modern Republican Party is definitely not the party of Eisenhower. Uh, they seem now to be more geared toward a cult of personality than an actual platform at the moment. Uh, I'd like to think that could change. Um, but given that trying to find a speaker has sort of devolved into, uh, I don't know, the format of a Bravo show, I don't really have a lot of hope right now. Uh, <laughs> Is Bravo like that? <laughs> i i mean there, there was somebody walking in you know with a lasso uh that makes you wonder what yeah. what is happening behind closed doors um i i'm just not sure anymore i mean it is a reality show i right. mean one of the one of the people who is deciding on the future of the House of Representatives, like was caught on surveillance footage giving her boyfriend a hand job in a theater. That's right. I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, that, that's, that's, right. that's what we've come to today. And she did not resign. Uh, there, there seems to be this double standards that, you know, Democrats, they, they have to like walk the straight and narrow. And if anything happens, they resign and Republicans are just like, this is who I am. You voted for me. Right. See, I, I'm I'm an optimist. I'm, a, you know, glass half full. I mean, the fact that she was given a hand job on the first date, uh, that made me feel pretty good. I mean, I was like, you know. <laughs> and to a Democrat, no less. So it's like, hey. Talk about reaching across the aisle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can accuse us of getting handouts. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I guess she's striving for bipartisanship. There you go. I mean, if that's the kind of handouts we're getting, I mean, no wonder Democrats don't want to give them up. <laughs> <laughs>
Without a Speaker of the House, Congress can convene and approve the minutes of previous meetings, but basically be a non-functioning entity that serves no purpose and will have no impact on future events. In other words, it has the same effect as a comedy festival where the comedians pay for a chance to perform. <laughs> In this video, we can see the entirety of a House session without an elected speaker. All rise. The House will be in order. The prayer will be offered today by the guest chaplain, Reverend John Kellogg, Christ Church, Washington Parish, Washington, D.C. Let us pray. Loving God, who stills our storms and soothes our hearts, be with everyone this evening who waits or works in uncertainty. Give us hope for the future, courage to endure what cannot be avoided, and the resolve to be the equal of whatever lies ahead. You are God, and we need you. Amen. The chair has examined the journal of the last day's proceedings and announces to the House the approval thereof. Pursuant to Clause 1 of Rule 1, the journal stands approved. The Pledge, of Allegiance, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance will be led by the gentlewoman from Pennsylvania, Ms. Scanlon. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Without objection, when the House adjourns today, it adjourns to meet at noon tomorrow. And without objection, the House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. The House will be back in session tomorrow. I love that that woman at the end uh, doing the voiceover for C-SPAN. Like, that's how short that clip was. She was like, oh, shit, it's over. And then she has to go and quickly read her copy. And and uh... <laughs> wait, they came in. Somebody acknowledged that there's a God and they he he or she is needed. And they did the pledge right. and they were out. That's it. I mean, that legally, that's that's literally all they can do. And like I've I've played videos on this podcast that were longer than than that session. (laughs) It'll 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 get to the point, like in that movie, Real Genius, where somebody will come in, press play on a reel to reel, you know, (laughs) and and it'll just play play the 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 minister, the pledge of allegiance, and then that'll be it, you know. I resent paying these <laughs> folks from our respective monies. I, right. I resent paying them to get, you know, a, a prayer that they can do themselves and a pledge right. to what? Like, I'm so confused. So you, you want a number like Comcast where you can call and get a refund? You tell them. <laughs> You didn't, have you, didn't have, you didn't have service for this amount of weeks. So I want my money back. This yeah. is why other countries make fun of us. <laughs> yeah. But this is one of several reasons. Why. <laughs> Although, Chip, what 
which organization do you think would be harder to get money from Comcast or Congress? I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's the toss up right De- there. Definitely. Definitely Congress. <laughs> wow. My money's on Comcast. So to speak. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I Comcast. I, well, I've got money back from Comcast. I, I, Congress. <laughs> I've, I've never gotten money back from Congress. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, and, and I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> I will say that, like, I'm, I'm. I think my goal was to be the first comedy podcast to cover an entire session of Congress on a podcast episode, <laughs> and this is the only way for me to do it. This is also partially <laughs> I played that clip. Right. That's right. You're going to need a lot of filler for this one. <laughs> Jim Jordan was never directly involved in the sexual abuse of the young men under his watch. So should he become speaker, his nickname will basically be Diet Dennis Hastert. In this clip, we can see him lose control over a malfunctioning earpiece on Sean Hannity's show. That's exactly what happened with uh, with the decision. The the uh, when it came to the uh, the the decision with um, Mr. Uh, I drew a blank there, Sean. I apologize. I got a huge echo in my ear. I can't I can't even hear. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Pick up. But but yeah, that's exactly what what happened. They uh, they pre-bunked this story and Facebook specifically asked the. I like to think that that earpiece, he usually has like some overlord giving him his talking points. And I keep forgot when the interview was supposed to be. And he was basically on his cigarette break. And that (laughs) echo was just an excuse. Right. I love when he's like, I drew a blank. I'd like to know when you're not blank. Right. <laughs> he, he always looks to me when he puts his hands up, like he's like, he's one phrase away from, yeah, come on, fight me, bro. Come on, yeah, <laughs> let's fight me, bro. <laughs> the only potential nominal challenger to Jim Jordan was Georgia Congressman Austin Scott. If you don't know about Austin Scott, I'll describe him. He's basically Stephen Hawking, but with less energy. (laughs) Austin Scott is so low-key that Ben Stein uses his speeches as ASMR to get to sleep. (laughs) In this video from his days as a Georgia state representative, Austin Scott talks about the state's 4-H program. Georgia 4-H has touched many lives over the past century. It is hard to describe just exactly the impact it has made on its hundreds of thousands of members. Here are just a few of their stories. 4-H is one of the greatest organizations I've ever been affiliated with. Proud to have been of service to them. I'm looking forward to the leadership that they provide this country in the future. I am State Representative Austin Scott, and I am Georgia 4-H. I am Georgia 4-H. What's your story? I mean, he looked terrified. He looked like he was giving that endorsement at gunpoint. Yeah, looked like he couldn't wait to get him. off the screen. And he was talking about something that people like. Oh, <laughs> I think it's almost like he's being forced to be that representative. <laughs> oh, so bad for him. It's because they make him milk a cow after every one of those. <laughs> I don't know, he had a really bad 4-H experience and just like he's traumatized talking about it. We, and we will traumatize <laughs> listening. It's just, uh, just sad. <laughs> I Maybe mean, Jim I was... Jordan was his 4-H counselor. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just come to the realization like, no, kids today already think we're boring. 
We're competing with Grand Theft Auto. Couldn't I do a couldn't I do a video about I'm Austin Scott and I am vaping in the state of Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Something that could get me the youth vote. <laughs> they missed, you know, an opportunity to show pictures with adorable like cows and stuff. That's right. Everybody loves cows. They have big eyes and eyelashes. You know, cows, they, they could unite Republicans, That's Democrats, because they're adorable. That's it. Yeah. But maybe maybe they just rebrand the 4-H. Make them, you know, have 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 Bobert there and say, they, remember, the last H is for handjob. You know, it's like, you know, we just totally, re <laughs> totally rebrand. And That's if Colorado 4-H. <laughs> the assertions that Republicans are the party of chaos with the inability to govern is demonstrated in the fact that in the nine months they have held control of Congress, they have been unsure as to who should be their figurehead and that they were unable to solve all the societal ills in the two years of one-party control of Washington in conjunction with the Senate and the presidency of Donald Trump. There is no better example of the dysfunction like the infighting seen here in these clips of various Republican members of the House when questioned by CNN. How does that make you guys look? Makes us look like a bunch of idiots. This is petty. This is petty. And I'm getting freaking tired. Of it. We're a ship that doesn't have a rudder right now, and I'm thoroughly disappointed in the process. This is not responsible. We need to elect a speaker. We've allowed emotion uh, to get in the way of logic. People are looking for a perfect system. Uh, they shouldn't be looking at the U.S. House right now. Mr. Rosendale, do you regret your vote at all to outspeak? I'm not We've made a lot of progress in there today. I'm really, I really feel good. No regrets. No regrets. No. Followed the rules. Mm -hmm. That's the rules of Congress, and that's what we got. I think it was the right call, and I think we're going to come out of uh, this process stronger, a fighting Republican force. The way my voters feel, they look at the country, they look at the direction that we're going, and they don't think that we get out of this without pain or discomfort, and neither do I. I think the smart Republicans in that clip are the ones who've stopped wearing ties, basically, because you know they're tempted. Yeah. I don't know who the last one was, but he totally nailed it. I mean, that he was right. Like his mm -hmm. constituents are like, this is this is some bullshit. <laughs> well, that was that was Eli Crane. The way this video was divvied up, this is part of the CNN segment where they showed clips of Republicans who were uh who voted to keep McCarthy in as speaker. And then mm -hmm. the, the second bunch, because Matt Gates was in there, yeah. uh, was the was one of the uh the the magic, the magic eight that joined with the Democrats to keep uh, mm -hmm. to kick uh, McCarthy out. And uh that last one was uh Eli Crane of Arizona, okay. one of the oh. one of the more one of the more vocal ones. Okay. I mean, it is promising that you, there are quite a few that understand that this is not. This is not a wonderful situation and that they right. do have constituents to answer to. I that seems to be lost in a lot of a lot of these, you know, discussions and you know, video clips that we see of of these representatives on on CNN and you know, other other news shows and and outlets that there are people that put them in office hoping for the best. Right. <laughs> and now we're, you know, we're right back where we started that, you know, sure. McCarthy wasn't, he, he wasn't amazing. You know, I mean, I, he tried, I guess he had a Susan Lucci moment early <laughs> on. 
we were all glued like is it gonna happen for him is he gonna get it and then it was like oh wow yay for you guy good good job but now now we're just back back where we started and the state of the world right now obviously is not good uh in in many parts of the world and it just it needs to get fixed there, right. there's you know there's always like part of me that wants to like i'm i'm gonna move you know to some place and run against one of these people and go in there and fix things and it's just there's there's so much more infighting that i i, I feel we've sort of lost that um we need to protect democracy you don't think that they're there to help the american people <laughs> I don't think they're there to. The I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't read. I didn't read the bus. Think they're only there for just just to get a job. Come on, prayers and pledge. That's what they're there for. Prayers. They want a parking space at National Airport. That's what they're. Right. <laughs> it's literally God and the flag and yeah. free parking space. That's what yeah. their. That's what their benefits are at this point. Yeah. This isn't to say that Democrats and their supporters are happy about the stalling of House activities. Alexandra Pelosi, the daughter of the last successful speaker, Nancy Pelosi, gives her thoughts on what's going on in the House in this clip from a recent talk show appearance. Last week, your mom, I this I don't know why this ticked me off so much, but it did when she was ordered by the interim speaker, McHenry, because now Kevin McCarthy had been kicked out to vacate her office in the Capitol building, which is really without precedent. Um, who do you think was behind that little decision? And do you think this was retaliation for Democrats siding against McCarthy in voting to vacate the speaking sh speaker's chair? Okay, first of all, this is such juvenile petty. I, I'm not it enjoying this. Petty, for the record, I'm not enjoying any of this. Like, watching the House self-destruct is not yeah. something I'm taking great pride in. But, you know, when you become speaker, you get this map. The architect of the Capitol comes to you with a map, and they say, there are hundreds of little peak hideaway offices. That, there's plenty of room for everybody to have a hideaway office in the Capitol. Okay. So this... So there were other rooms available? There are plenty of rooms available. I went on that tour when she became speaker the first time. I took my kids on the tour. There are everybody, Republicans and Democrats, despite, regardless of who's in charge, they all have access to these special hideaway offices. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of places they could have put Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. But yes, they had to do this to just be like, you know, junior high slight. Yeah. It's all very um, childish. And yes. it makes... Also, it just makes America look pathetic. Yeah. Right? Don't right you now. think? You can tell she is the offspring of someone who was born and raised in Baltimore just from that, just <laughs> that bluntness. <laughs> I would have said it in New York, even. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not sending our best and brightest to, to the D.C. anymore. It's just the way it is. I mean, I, I agree with her. There is, there is so much petty infighting that it's it's caused everything to just stagnate and there is no path forward without bipartisanship and that was the first thing that mr bowtie for the uh the speaker pro tem did is right. to kick out uh former speaker pelosi right that was the first thing Right. And they made a show of it. 
to show yeah. how strong they are. They're not doing anything. Nobody even knows about these hideaway offices. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I, it, if if they had said, you know, we, we need you to vacate it, you know, in a week or so, but to make it 48 hours, it definitely was sort of a, you know, it was definitely a ramp up for show. I mean, that's what it was. And Pelosi was in San Francisco at the funeral right. of her friend. Yeah, it just seems like... um like a, a a Napoleonic thing to do. It was just them somebody coming in and swinging his schlong around. It just didn't. It just it, it was nonsensical. So swinging his big old bow tie. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Nobody nobody could follow bow tie, man. <laughs> That's a segment ender. Of all the shit that I could say that could make people go silent, a joke about his bow tie. No, it, was, it was Gina saying schlong. <laughs> yeah, I always say schlong. <laughs> And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Chip Jones, and Nicole Blessing. Thank you, Thanks, Tom. Tom. Thank you. But before we go, my final thought. In the waning days of the last shreds of this country to show any kind of humanity, we can at least do one thing to ensure that we have a fair speaker fight. I believe the only way to settle the stalling of the House proceedings and the stalemate in one half of the federal legislative branch is this. Nominate a cyborg for speaker. The cyborg doesn't even need to be fictional. The only hope that Republicans have of anywhere close to a consensus candidate is the corpse-turned-cyborg of Ronald Reagan. The cyborg Ronald Reagan can easily come under the control of the varying GOP factions. Every Republican, claiming to be the heir apparent of the Reagan legacy, will put a little bit of their DNA in them to be a part of themselves inside the components that make up the Reagan cyborg. Meanwhile, Russia and China will work out how to hack the cyborg. The Reagan cyborg will put forth the motion abdicating his post, and the Republican conference will unknowingly turn the House of Representatives over to an authoritarian outside conqueror of a free representative democracy and unanimously rally around yet another new speaker, one who is destined to take down the very pillars that have kept the United States of America functioning for 247 years. That new speaker... Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Democrats will need to fight back, knowing that not even someone like Nancy Pelosi or Hakeem Jeffries can face down a cyborg Ronald Reagan. They will need to create one of their own, and that is a cyborg Jimmy Carter. The cyborgs of Reagan and Carter will eventually come into conflict during the speaker roll call vote and face each other in a death match. C-SPAN ratings will go up. Matt Gates will sell tickets, the proceeds of which will go towards raising funds for his next campaign. Newsmax will sell T-shirts. And Americans will become interested in politics again. All thanks to the Democrats putting forth Cyborg Jimmy Carter to save freedom and democracy. <laughs> By the way, Jimmy Carter is still alive. <laughs> As of the recording of this episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, and Chip Jones, and guest Nicole Blessing. Theme music composed and arranged by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. 
And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for early access to episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.